Blog Talk Radio. Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope nor joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have a fear for my Lord is ever near. And in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul since I gave Him full control. And He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on. And welcome back to Voice in the Wilderness online radio show where we talk about end time Bible prophecy, um, many uh, geopolitical events going around, going on around the world, and as well as many other things that relate to those topics. Um, and we've got some interesting things to. Uh, talk about today, and uh, once again, we have my dad on the show with us, um, so first off, how's it going, Dad? It's going good. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Amen, amen, happy Happy Resurrection Sunday. Um, so, uh, to start it out, um, three small quakes hit the uh, San Andreas fault line. Um, in uh, near San Jose, California, and uh, they're minor quakes. No one was injured, um, but these seem to be signs that uh, a real big one is coming in the near future. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable. Um, we've seen the uh, Ring of Fire. Um, come alive and uh, you know there's different websites that kind of specialize in that but uh, you know if you've got your ear to the ground at all um, you can see that they're coming with more intensity and uh, and coming with more frequency and so it, it, it would be very comparable to like birthing pains yeah it is a lot like that um, and 
uh, what most people or probably all people that aren't uh, believers uh, will probably never uh, think about is the fact that um, there's physical uh, reasons why this is happening. Obviously, there's the, the fault line there, but if you look at things through spiritual eyes and understand that God is a holy God that must punish wickedness and sin, uh, then we can uh, we can conclude that uh, this is happening or is going to happen in California as a divine judgment on their wickedness. I mean, you got uh, Hollywood there. You got um, you know uh, most of the world's um, pornography filmed in California. Um, you know, just so much wicked, evil stuff there um, in California. It's just like one of the most sinful places in the entire world. Yeah, uh, you know, the song Californication is uh, even 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 the heathens, even the rock stars recognize that California is. Uh, it's just there's a there's a completely different spirit over the place. I've been there. Um, I've witnessed it. You know, it mm-hmm. does have some incredible scenery and incredible uh landscape, but see that doesn't matter. It's it's what uh the people are doing in the midst of it and it's 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 almost like sin without ceasing. So um there is no doubt California is not the place to be. Um, if there's uh, Christian brethren um, that are hearing our voice in California and you're looking for confirmation to get out, I'm going to give you the confirmation to get out of California, uh, the coastlands uh, there along California and uh, the fault line running through California. You will be destroyed. Um, I'm not making it up. It's not just my opinion. Um, also in the process of pre-wipeout is the uh, the pilfering of the people through taxation and uh, uh, just the left uh, mindset, the liberal mindset of the leadership is it's going to lay your community to waste. So, and we've already seen some judgment through there with the, the floods and the fires. Uh, if you haven't noticed that, then you're, and you're not paying attention to any events. I mean, there was there was fires that went through towns, uh, complete townships. And we know people that live there, so I'm not going to say that there isn't any uh, Christians or good people there. I'm, I'm just trying to warn those that are hanging on to, you know, perhaps a lifestyle or the, the uh, landscape of the land or the weather. That's not enough. <laughs> That's not enough to keep you there if you know that uh, the that God is going to move and continual judgment is going to be on that land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's still a lot of good people there, um, even though they're the uh, minority. But, yeah, definitely not smart to stay there, not to mention that uh, out of everywhere in the U.S., uh, California has been getting... Uh, the majority of the trade winds from Fukushima and uh, 
a lot of radiation is blown in there every day since when the Fukushima incident happened in 2011, and um, there's been a huge increase in California of uh, uh, thyroid cancer and other cancers uh, due to that. So definitely there's many, many reasons uh, why it's smart to leave. Um, So moving to our next topic, um, uh, what do you think about this whole situation with uh, the U.S. in Syria and the Russians in Syria, the Chinese in Syria? You got Turkey uh, just on the northern tip of, of, Tyria, or, or of Syria. He just took over the town of a friend, killed a whole bunch of Christian uh, Kurdish people. Um, you know, this this whole thing is not looking very good. And then you have a uh, uh, Russian spy supposedly killed by um, uh, by the British, um, and that's stirring up a lot of tension. What do you think about this whole ordeal? Well, you know, for years, and, and it's been now many years, I, I've known that we were coming to... Uh, you know, we were headed towards, uh, however you want to say it, political unrest, um, that all of these situations were were coming with crescendo. But it wasn't until just lately that, uh, that I really began to see, you know, the, the all-out possibility of, quite frankly, waking up uh, the next day, going to sleep, waking up the next day to a completely different world. Um, I mean, that, that literally, folks, is where we're at right now. Um, if we were to send missiles in and Russia was to respond and uh, take out some of our warships uh, with the Chinese fleets and all of the, uh, the saturation of, uh, of different forces and different allegiances uh, that are there, it would be all-out war and... and uh, you know, undeniably, uh, it would turn into, it could ramp up either instantly or in that same week to uh, a global financial collapse. Uh, and, uh, you know, people have to realize that wars have kept our fiat currency alive for many, many years, but there's going to be a war. And I believe it's going to be the next war that is not going to... Uh, advance the petrodollar. It's gonna, it's going to, uh, uh, basically all the things that have been done by the shadow government to prop up this petrodollar. The, the exposure has already happened, and uh, those on the other side of the fence who were attacking like Russia constantly, they're aware that we funded ISIS. They're aware of our our hand uh, across the globe you know, under the vestiges of uh, humanitarian uh, uh, efforts <laughs> as we murder the the Christians and stuff. Now, Trump, is he, he does have a different heart. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not out to kill Christians, amen, and, and God has used him mightily to expose some of these things. But 
but yeah, just to answer your question, uh, to try to tie up the answer to that is that we're in a, a time like no other time. And, and, and it's, it's, I've heard it said before, so it's not my saying, but you know, dying of a thousand paper cuts. Okay. You don't cut die from one, you don't die from two, but you know, if you get thousands of them all over your body and, and that's what they seem to be doing to our president right now, he is being, um, forced and drawn into things that, uh, boy, um, we need to pray for our president, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, this is serious. We got, uh, China just last week had, uh, they had had a drill, but they never told the rest of the world that they were going to have 70 ships and submarines as part of it. And so you've got that show of force going on as they've built up all of these islands um, that really weren't uh, allowed under, you know, the current laws of, you know, you can't just go and build islands out in the, the ocean um, that uh, aren't your territory. So <clears throat> um, everybody's, everybody's positioning for, uh, for, you know, battle ready positions and, and uh, China has just openly announced they're ready. They're ready to go to war. They're ready. Russia's ready. They announced it. They're ready to go to war. The question I have is, are we ready to go to war? I, I, I don't think we are. I, I just, I don't think, um, I know Trump's efforts to bolster the uh, military is definitely in place, but that takes time. So it's a pretty complicated thing that you asked me there. And, and I'm, I'm deeply concerned uh, of our, I'm, I'm really honestly not looking 20 years in the future, like a lot of people do. I'm, I'm definitely just kind of going day to day and thanking God every day that we have another day. Yeah. Amen. You know, the Bible said, uh, or Jesus said in the Bible, you know, that, uh, there's a man who made all these big plans and said, I'm going to buy these lands and build these barns and make this money and do all this. And uh, and then you know his his plans didn't go the way that he thought, and he wasn't you know I can't remember the whole story, but anyways the the point of the story is to not make big plans, but just to say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this Lord willing, and if it doesn't happen, then praise the Lord. If it does happen, praise the Lord. So you know it's all just about doing what we can with what God has given us, doing the best that we know how to do uh, with what he has told us to do and uh, what we know we have to do. And then whatever happens, as long as we do the best that we knew how to do, then, you know, praise God. Whatever doesn't happen that we tried to make happen, you know, sometimes it's just not God's will. So, um, yeah, like, like what about that guy? I think his name is Chris and, uh, I'm not going to go give divulge any more, um, about him as far as that goes, but I know he's not saved and, and, uh, he's sick for three weeks and we've all had different illnesses, uh, I don't know that I've had an illness for three weeks, but you know, even a week is a long time to be sick. And he went to the doctor and the doctor said, you got two weeks to live. Now this guy's been trying to build wealth 
for many years working at a, a refinery and uh, that, you know, putting in long hours and, uh, you know, for what? It's all for naught. So then he, he goes and gets the medicine to try to extend his life a little bit, a few more weeks longer in his house and his medicine burns down the next day. See, we don't know what lies before us and, and the best made plans can be for naught. If you're not saved, your life is for naught. I mean, it, it's, it's so in jeopardy, um, and uh, even worse than jeopardy, I mean, the conclusion has already been drawn that that uh, we fear the Lord because, you know, he can cast our soul, our, our very soul into hell for eternity. And, and so, but at the same time, God is so good that I, I truly believe he'll use events like this to, to possibly try to save somebody's soul that they might repent uh, and get right, but... Another thing that I just want to add is if you're living one foot in and one foot out, and this is just as much for me, uh, people, I'm not, I'm not, folks, I'm not trying to be condescending here. The fact is, for us believers who are in Christ, we plead the blood, right? And uh, that's what today was all about, the blood of Christ, that he conquered death. But if we have one foot in the world, we're pushing our hand through that covering and we're raising our hand and we're showing the devil where we're at through our sin. And we become, I would, my personal belief is even more of a target because uh, he sees that you're on the, you know, trying, trying to be, you're lukewarm and, and uh, you're not fully committed. You're not fully covered. And this is who he wants to destroy before you uh, decide to, to go all in. So folks, if you're on the fence, you better get under the blood. That's all I got to say about that. Amen. Amen. You know, there's there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that, uh, you know, that you can be lukewarm and make it to heaven. There's nowhere where, you know, it says that if you just uh, say the sinner's prayer that you're guaranteed to uh, make it to heaven, and there's there's nothing else you have to do. Um, of course, uh, confession, uh, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and asking him to forgive you of your sins is how you get saved, but um, the part that's left out of, of the gospel these days, um, in, mostly in America and in all these modern churches, is repentance and we forgot what that means we think it just means asking for forgiveness but it means to forsake your sins to confess them and forsake them it means to not ever do them anymore and uh you know we we still have times you know when when we mess up and uh that's what god's mercy and grace is for but uh it says in jude that uh, certain men were crept in unawares who turned the grace of our God into le- uh, lasciviousness, which is, uh, you know, sexual immorality. So they turned, they, they used the grace of God to uh, justify um, all this horrible sin. And that's what's being teached today. 
and uh, the gospel is really, really messed up um, from the way that it should be taught, and we have millions of uh, false converts that have been going to church their entire life, um, and uh, they're they're not saved, but they think they are. They, you know, even many of them are in ministry or they're serving in the church, and and uh, it's all because we don't really understand the gospel and we don't preach repentance. So it's it's pretty sad. Yeah, he says, many will come in my name saying, Lord, Lord, we we healed the sick, we raised the dead, and he, he, he'll say, go away from me, I never knew you. So it's not that they weren't doing those things, but uh, they weren't, um, they didn't, they didn't have, there was no repentance, they, they had no love for God's law, and they just, uh, um, they were kind of following, if you will, uh, a Jesus of their own making. Um, you know, they went to Hobby Lobby, and they got a box that said God, and they, and they built their own God. Uh, the, I think a lot of them, if, if you were to look at the framing, would be like the Easter Bunny today. It uh, looks pretty on the outside. It's all decorative, and it's chocolate. It's sweet, but you bite into it, and it right away you notice it's hollow, and it breaks apart, and the chocolate is cheap. It was just a facade, and uh, it was a distraction. And unfortunately, many people are fine with the distraction. It's the distraction that they want. Um, they don't want the, 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 the true uh, relationship, which requires... Um, it requires some uh, some some things of the individual. There's uh, uh, there's some requirements that we, I guess, if I was to uh, to try to explain that quickly, would be that we wouldn't be like the we wouldn't be like the world. Um, we wouldn't be living like them, and uh, that means you know, to some people, they might have to give up the, the clubs and the rock and roll and the fornication and the uh, and the uh, just the slimy, slimy lifestyle that, uh, and then and then putting a, you know, and then putting getting inside of that hollow rabbit and and wanting to look good yourself like that same facade. It just doesn't work. God sees, God sees the heart, the inward parts of the man, and uh, so it really doesn't matter how well you make yourself look on the outside that. Uh, we all must seek the Lord with fear and trembling, and that requires uh, being in His Word and and uh, forsaking the world. Yeah, Amen. And uh, the, everybody wants to uh, to go to uh, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. You know, for it is by grace that you are saved through faith. Um, and that not of works, for it is the gift of God. Um, uh, and and everybody wants to quote that and say, see, see, it's not of works. There's nothing you can do to uh, to get saved. It's it's all God. And uh, and that's that's not entirely true because um, yes, it, we don't save ourselves by by good works, but uh, the book of James says that that uh, your faith is made perfect by your works. 
and faith without works is dead. So if you don't have any uh, works of righteousness, um, then you're not saved because they come from your faith. It's it's not like you you do good works and then you say the sinner's prayer and then you get saved. No, you you come um, just the way you are. And uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. You have to repent of your sins first. Um, and and see, the problem is is that we don't preach against sin in, in the church today. So it's like, come as you are, get saved, and uh, and then leave just as you are, still being a sinner. Because we don't we don't teach that uh, in true salvation. You know, the Bible says that that uh, uh, if any man be in Christ, um, the old things have passed away, and behold, all things are made new. Well, see, the problem is is that people think they get saved, but all things haven't been made new in their life, and they're still the same old person. And uh, and so there's there's been no transformation. Yeah, the real good teaching of uh, of this point that uh, we're trying to make would be that the uh, talents that were that were given out, and uh, in other words, uh, you know, you have to do something to whom much is given, much is required. So you don't just say a prayer and and then continue on in your life doing the same things, talking the same way, um, which I have to work on. Uh, you know, guarding the conversations, uh, you know, thinking about your testimony. Folks, you can lose your testimony. You you go in and hang out with the whores and the drunkards. You've lost your testimony in my book. I, I'm not going to listen to you uh, try to tell me spiritual things or uh, come to me with uh, a word or any of these things. I, I, I'm just not going to because you can't even you can't even remove yourself. Uh, from the uh, drunkards and the uh, you know the fornicators and all that. So, but uh, that that man that just took and hid his talent, um, which would be the same as not having any works here on earth, not sharing the gospel, not trying to advance the kingdom, not trying to you know find someone to disciple. Um, tell him what happened to to uh, that very said man that that uh, buried the talent, what happened to him? Where, where is he at? Well, he went to hell. He was cast out in, into outer darkness. And you can, yep. you, can try to, you can try to say that outer darkness is something other than hell, but what else could it be? I That's mean, right. Jeez Louise, people want to say that outer darkness is somehow like this the outskirts of heaven where the people that didn't get any rewards get to live. It doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. You know, there's other passages where Jesus is clearly talking about sinners going to hell, and he uses the same word, outer darkness, where there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. There's no weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in heaven. (laughs) No, there's not. No, and and I had that argument with somebody tonight where they they just uh, they don't go into the scripture. Um, you know the the message there was uh, they were using the analogy of a Dr Pepper, 
um, at a fountain machine, you know, that, uh, you know, and just, I was just, man, talk about watering down resurrection Sunday. Um, but I, I know I do love the guy and I know that he's trying. He just has not, uh, gotten deep into spiritual things. Well, then the lady that uh, deals with recovery there, you know, we were talking and we got on the subject of, uh, Bethany Church or Bethel Church, excuse me, in California there, and uh, she said she was saying something about how great slain in the spirit was, and I, I had to tell her, you know, part of not being ashamed of the gospel is setting people straight, and I said, listen, I've seen it done. I knew with discernment because we're supposed to test the spirits that it wasn't right, and the Lord brought me right to a scripture. I didn't have to search for it. However, I'd never seen it before that those that fall over backwards are broken and caught in a snare. Well, she can't argue with that. She doesn't know that scripture, but she can't argue with it. But so it's good to have scripture. And, and then I ended the conversation because I said, let God be true and every man a liar. I'm not going to be okay ever with someone. I said, God didn't come to slay our spirit, came to give us life and life more abundantly. So, we need to go deeper in the word, folks, especially with this day that's coming upon us, because deception is just ripe. It, the harvest is ripe, and deception is ripe. You follow me? We're walking now through a time where the fruit is there. You know, it's ripe. Uh, um, many people are ready to, you know, they're at the end of their rope. They're ready uh, but then that brings me to also, not to complicate this, but a friend of mine who was at the end of his rope, and he was starting to do things right, but he was still partway in the world. And uh, he literally got destroyed by the devil, and he's now going to go and spend uh, seven months in different various locations doing time uh, because he was driving without a license, and uh, he would have had his license tomorrow. But uh, what are the odds of that? Well, he wasn't completely under the blood, I can tell you that. And if he was, you know, God probably would have given him the discernment to not be out on the road 24 hours before his license showed up. So I don't know, folks. We, we're, we're not in a time where, where this can, we can just play church anymore. Um, it's, getting, it's getting serious. It really is. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to read this, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, starting in verse 9. Uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about all the things that you cannot do and still be saved. And uh, <clears throat> at the end of this, in verse 11, he says, well, I'll just read it from verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That's talking about homosexuals right there. Uh, Effeminate is talking about uh, uh, pedophiles, by the way, if you look up the uh, original Greek. And also fornication uh, is uh, pornography is also under the category of fornication right there, as well as um, sex outside of marriage. Um, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revil- revilers. And let me say real quick, by the way, 
I've noticed there's a lot of covetous people uh, that we know, even Christians, you know, that are very uh, covetous of uh, my dad's, um, uh, the house that me and my dad live in. Um, we've we've noticed that. Um, I'm not trying to uh, brag or anything, but um, I'm just saying that because um, there's a ton of people that uh, uh, want to see us uh, or want to see my dad lose his house, which is very strange because they call themselves Christians. Anyways, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners uh, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Okay, so here's the key right here. If if you never, if you said the sinner's prayer, if you came to Christ and you were never cleansed from these things, then then you probably never got saved because it says such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so. Many people want to want to just say, "Oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace." Well, no, you're either a sinner or you're a saint. You can't be. There's no in between at all. Either you're holy or you're unholy, and we need to get back to the basics here, and and understand this because there's so many people that have never repented of their sins and they're not saved. And so uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I I think that that's that's some that's some very powerful preaching right there, Dakota. Uh, and I think that 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 is the message that uh, that you are to to tell the world. I, I I think you could I think you could study, and I think it's good to study and uh, understand more more and more biblical uh, things. And uh, I think God will, will bless you for that. But if you were to stop today of everything that you knew in the Bible and you were to preach that one thing to this lost and dying, and, and like we've talked about before, the only thing worse than no hope is false hope, which would be those that are in the church, maybe even serving in the church, thinking they're on their way to heaven, yet uh before church on Sunday you could have found him out the same place the world was boozing and partying and uh maybe they're living together with their girlfriend um having sex outside of marriage and all of these things um and so this is an important this is an important uh message um and it's is equally as important to my son and to myself we're not outside of that. That that uh, it's so important. Are you a sinner, or are you a saint? You you can't be you can't be uh, a sinner saint or a saint sinner. It doesn't work. It's he's coming back for a bride that is spotless, and uh, you know you have to understand that he's the one that makes us spotless. It's his. He's the one that wraps us in this robe. He's it's his righteousness. It's and make no mistake about it. Now, I had a hard time reconciling this 
um, and I imagine there's a few people that are going to hear this that are going to have a hard time reconciling this because they're still in the world. Okay, now if you'll plead the blood and you'll get underneath that covering and you'll repent, you'll be able to get what I'm saying. This has to be understood spiritually that it's not our righteousness. It's not your righteousness. It's his. And yes, you still will fall. And and and, and we're not saying that uh, that you. But you don't have it. to. But you don't have to fall because there are people out there that have gotten saved and have hardly ever sinned their entire life because the Bible yeah. says that uh, that that uh, and I'm not trying to be legalistic here. And I don't think I am, but it says that he never tempts you above that which you are able, but with the temptation will always give you a way of escape. And so we can't just say that, oh, well, we're just going to sin, because if we really want to not sin, it is possible not to sin. Yeah, it's important to it's important to know that I'm I'm just trying to articulate to to those that are even having a hard time understanding um, this this uh, how we're trying to spiritually frame this how you can and 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 honestly folks grace is mistaught too because grace is the uh, the the power of God to move us away from that sin and so he doesn't it's not us just deciding I'm not going to sin no more now which we do have uh, some of that in our in our uh we, we do possess some of that in our own humanity but uh it certainly won't last and it certainly isn't what god's looking for and it won't uh transform us into the saints that i'm talking about but his grace and you'll see that in in different people's lives um where they've you know i i was a drunkard and now i i don't drink you know i don't drink i i used to uh to go out and and party and sleep around and I, I don't, or, or maybe even as radical as somebody being uh, pulled out of. And we met a man who was pulled out of homosexual uh, lifestyle and, and got saved and radically transformed and came out of that. So that's grace. That's power. So, you know, just throwing that in there too. But uh, anyways, if you've got another direction you want to go, that's fine. Yeah, um, uh, so I just want to talk about one more thing. Everybody is always, whenever you talk about this, everyone is always going to go back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, and say, oh, no, no, it's by grace you're saved through faith, so all you do is say the little prayer, and God's grace saves you. Well, Jesus, the first thing Jesus said was repent. That requires something that you have to do. And we have to understand the context that Paul was uh, talking about uh, the works, the works that do not justify you and do not get you saved. Um, Paul had... uh, Previously, before he wrote the, uh, I believe it was before he wrote the book of Ephesians, he had a uh, a big controversy with the Pharisees in Acts chapter 15. They were trying to say 
oh, no, no, these Gentiles cannot be saved unless they get circumcised. And he said, no, they don't have to be circumcised to be saved. Um, you know, they receive the circumcision of the heart of salvation. And, um, and so I believe that that was what he was talking about when he was talking about works not justifying you because um, we cannot say that repentance of your sins is a work that you're not supposed to do in order to be saved because then we would be taking away the words of Jesus to repent. And even John the Baptist preached uh, the gospel of repentance. And so we cannot contradict what the Bible teaches and what the Son of God himself teaches um, of repentance. And also, like I just said earlier, 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 9 through 11, um, if you, you know, you were washed, you, you were cleansed, you were justified by the Spirit of God. And, uh, and so it requires some repentance. And some people will say, oh, well, once you get saved... You know, God will do all of it for you, but it doesn't really work like that because we have a free will. We we have to, you know, we have to choose. And yes, I understand. Uh, it's the grace of God. It's um, it's it gives us the power to uh, not sin. It, it's not just something that we completely do uh, in and of ourselves. But we need to understand that. Uh, well, that the work, the works that Paul was referring to, uh, was circumcision. So. Yep, I uh, I agree with you. Well, let's let's take this thing another. Let's shift a gear here. Yep. Um, so. Next topic is um, Trump met with uh, Saudi Arabia in Seattle just the other day. And uh, what, do do you know uh, much about that? What happened there? No, I, I I don't. I do not understand exactly what's going on there, um, and so I, I I really can't speak to that. Okay. Um, it appears as if. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, so, 1,200 people from Honduras are are uh, on a pilgrimage through Mexico right now, uh, seeking to cross the American border uh, because they're fleeing from social unrest in Honduras. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, that uh, that I'm familiar with. Are these all the people that just uh, came through Mexico too? Don't don't they have to come through Mexico on their way? Yeah, they they come up from Honduras through Mexico and yeah, yeah I saw that uh, all these people loaded on uh, train cars and uh, well here's what here's the latest thing that I heard on that um, Trump said all right you're going to do that and he must know the powers that be that are behind this um, because a lot of these events don't just uh, they don't just happen organically like that. Uh, he's going to do away with that. Uh, how do you say it? DACA. He was he was trying to make a uh, mm-hmm. 
make a stay for those that came here and all that. And, and he's like, that's a pretty smart move, I think, on his behalf because because mixed in with these people are MS-13 uh, terrorists and also um, coming to network with MS-13 that's already here and terrorists that are already here. So he, he sees that this is a loaded a – loaded, uh, this is one of those many paper cuts I was talking about earlier. So that's, that's what I know about it when I think about it, and I don't think he's going to uh, – they're going to be here within five days – and I just don't think it'll go off like they all plan on it. I don't think Trump's going to allow it. Yeah. Um, well, do you have any other uh, topics um, going on around the world that uh, you wanted to talk about before we wrap things up? Yeah, I've got a couple things that are on my mind uh, dealing with uh, Israel. Um, this is another thing that goes along with the uh, the earthquakes and the natural events, but also the spiritual is that uh, um, there's just there's just a real uprising. Um, the IDF is under attack. Um, you know, missiles are being lobbed into Israel, and we see that the Knesset is actually making moves to. Uh, build the temple we saw they just did a sacrifice at the the temple mound uh, on the way up to the temple mound that hasn't been done in 2000 years um there is just a lot a lot a lot happening in israel and then so that's one thing i wanted to mention and then the other you know i mean it's and i should say i say all that to say this that just prophecy is unfolding like crazy in Israel, um, as we see that uh, Israel is a cup of trembling to the rest of the world. And folks, the reason that is, is that uh, that is God's chosen people and place. And he has a covenant with them. He has a covenant with many. And it's it's them and it's that land, it's that physical location where David's um, throne will be occupied by our savior during the millennial reign and of course we know that uh, prophetically that uh, the antichrist will come uh, at some point and say that he is the christ um so there's that point and then the other thing that i saw was just what was going on in mexico um these people are towns were breaking out with just horrible uh they were whipping each other and, uh, you know, which we've seen some of that in the past with the Catholic Church for the remission of sins. But, no, they were taking it to a whole other level. And you just saw these these whole entire towns just laying the whip on one another. I've never seen anything like it. It was very demonic. That's the only thing I wanted to – I don't want to end on that note. So hopefully you got something good to say. Yeah, so I just want to wrap up the show here and talk about the power of – of Jesus's resurrection. Um, Amen. Obviously, this ties in with uh, overcoming sin and being saints. And so, we I hope you understand by what I said earlier that in order to be a sin, you have, or in order to be a saint, you have to be holy, 
and you have to overcome sin. And so you don't have to be 100% perfect, but you do have to be holy. And so um, it's it's the the crucifixion and the death of Christ that um, took away our sin and paid for our sin through the 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 broken body and the uh, the blood of Christ. For the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And uh, His body being broken. Um, paid for our 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 phys- the power of our physical healing that we have in Jesus name uh through faith and also um his the bible says in Isaiah 53 that uh his soul was made an offering for sin um because it was his his soul that experienced the uh the um uh, what should i say the affliction of having the uh, sin of the world put on him, and, um, and and he had to experience, he had to drink of that cup, of that horrible cup of all the sins of the world in history that everybody committed, and it's just unfathomable, unfathomable, however you say that. Anyways, um, so, but it's not the death of Christ that we completely focus on, it's the resurrection of Christ, that he overcame the grave because he was resurrected on first fruits. And uh, I was planning on going over uh, the whole kind of chronology of when Christ died and how he was buried for three days and three nights. Um, But uh, I'll skip that because I'm kind of on a, a different subject here. But anyways, um, so just as Christ was raised from the dead on first fruits, it was a picture of how he was the first fruit, the firstborn of the dead. So what happened with him and the spirit of God being able to raise him from the dead, the same thing will happen with every saint um, when Jesus returns. We will all be uh, rose from the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit, um, and we'll be given new bodies. And um, But apart from that, from the hope of the resurrection, we can walk in the power of the resurrection every day of our lives right now to have power over sin. Like I said, uh, um, God has has never uh, allowed any temptation to uh, to come upon us that is more than what we're able to bear. And so we, if we truly believe that and walk in the power of his resurrection and have fellowship uh, with Jesus and uh, have a relationship with him, then we can live holy right now. And so I want to read Romans chapter 6. Um, because it explains this very well. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. In other words, it's impossible. You can't continue in sin and be under the grace of God. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? 
Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. And so baptism is a symbol of us being buried with Christ and then risen uh, with him. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Um, And so, um, because we are dead with Christ and we are risen um, in the power of his resurrection in our spiritual life, we have that power by the Holy Spirit that's in us. Um, we are able to uh, to live holy. And so, when you get saved, when you come to Christ, you you come to the cross, as it were, to to die to your flesh. But it is your spirit that gets new life. And uh, that is what we need to be walking in. And so... That is the message of uh, Resurrection Sunday and uh, how how beautiful it is. Amen? So, just remember that. It's all about Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus and you're listening to this show, um, repent of your sins. Stop sinning and trust in Jesus and ask him to be your Savior. And uh, only if you truly repent of your sins will you be saved. And uh, you can't you you can't get saved by you know coming to the Lord because you think that it will make your life better or you know God will bless you. It has to be done in a true spirit of conviction. Otherwise. It's a false conversion. And so the way you know if you are truly, if you truly got saved after you prayed that prayer is if you feel the the witness of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. And the only way you can know that is when you know for certain uh, that you can hear God's voice. And so... That is the that is the test, the ultimate test as to whether or not you're saved. And if you truly repented and uh you're no longer, you know, the list of uh things that will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians six verse nine through eleven. If you haven't been cleansed, then you haven't been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so uh That's it for tonight's show, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, until next week, good night and God bless. Once I drifted out in sin.
had no hope nor joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have a fear, for my Lord is ever near. And in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul since I gave Him full control. And He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm I'm on 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 the winning side. Out in sin. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side.